Praise the Lord. Peace and many blessings. Oh, I said peace and many blessings. We thank God for tonight, for the privilege we have to study the Word of God. Um, I also want to thank the senior pastor and the leadership for the opportunity granted unto me to share tonight. And uh, for those of us here, we thank God for your lives. All those who are joining us online, we thank God for your lives as well. And we trust that the Lord will speak to us and our lives will not be the same. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you tonight for the blessedness and for the privilege we have to hear your word. We pray for your presence to take over the rest of the meeting as has been right from the beginning. We pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal Jesus unto us as we rightly divide the word of truth. We pray that we'll have an encounter with Jesus and our lives will not be the same. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Well, tonight we will be sharing on the topic Jesus, the Word of God. Jesus, the Word of God. And I believe over the past few weeks we've received enlightenment, we've received rich teaching on Jesus. Tonight we are focusing on Jesus as the Word of God. What I want to say to us all is that Jesus Christ is indeed the embodiment of the Word of God. And so whatever the Word of God is, and whatever we believe the Word is unto us, it is all embodied in Jesus. It is all encapsulated in Jesus. Jesus Christ is indeed the Word of God. We believe that the Scriptures are the word of God. We also believe as a family and as a church and as a people that all of scripture points us to Jesus. All of scripture, which is the written word, actually speaks about Jesus, talks about Jesus, reveals Jesus unto us, and points us unto Jesus. In Genesis, we see Jesus as the ram at Abraham's altar. When God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son, and then God eventually provided a lamb for the sacrifice. Jesus Christ is that ram that was in the thicket that was sacrificed in place of Isaac. And so in Genesis, we see Jesus Christ as that ram at Abraham's altar. And there are several other references to Christ in Genesis. We could go from Genesis to Revelation. And in every chapter, we will see Christ revealed. But time will not permit us. In Exodus, Jesus Christ is the Passover lamb. The lamb that was slain, whose blood was used on the doorposts of the Jewish homes. That Passover lamb. Representing Christ dying on the cross. We see Jesus revealed in Exodus as that, amongst other things. In the book of Psalms, our Lord Jesus is our shepherd. And so in Psalm 23, the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. And so on and so forth. In the book of Daniel... Jesus Christ is the fourth man in the midst of the fiery furnace. When the three Hebrew boys were thrown into the midst of the fiery furnace, the Bible says that the king saw a fourth person in the fire as the Son of God. And I believe that that was one of the revelations and manifestations of Jesus even before he was born. If we jump to the New Testament... 
In the book of Matthew, Simon Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. In the book of Acts, Jesus Christ is the shining light that struck Saul on the road to Damascus. And he spoke to Saul, and through that encounter, Saul later on became Paul. In the book of 1 Corinthians, our Lord Jesus Christ is our resurrection. In the book of Galatians, Christ is the one who reveals, who redeems us from the curse of the law. And the Bible says that though he were rich, yet for our sakes he became poor, that we might be rich. In First and Second Timothy, we see Christ as the mediator between God and man. The Bible says that there is one mediator between God and man, and it is the man, Jesus Christ. If we jump to the book of Revelations, Jesus Christ is our soon coming king, the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And so all of scripture speaks about Jesus, points to Jesus, reveals Jesus. In fact, when you look at Luke chapter 24, from verse 25 to 27, two men had an encounter with Jesus Christ on the road to Emmaus. Luke chapter 24, 25 to 27. And when they had a discussion amongst themselves and Jesus appeared and they continued to talk, this is what Jesus said. Then he said to them, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Verse 26. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? Verse 27. And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Hallelujah. So indeed, the scriptures reveal Jesus, they speak of Jesus, they point to Jesus Christ. So Jesus and the word are the same. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. The next important point I want to raise tonight is on the pre-existence of the word of God. Or the pre-existence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I'll be using the word and Jesus interchangeably. So please come along with me. The pre-existence of the word of God. In John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. This scripture is talking about Jesus. That in beginning the beginning. Now let me explain. You know in Genesis 1 the Bible says in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and so on and so forth. It appears as though God began with the beginning. But let me clarify that God existed even before what we call the beginning. So in the beginning, prior to the beginnings of creation, he existed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. So we see the pre-existence of the word of God. Or the pre-existence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Verse 2 of that scripture explains something further that happened. He was in the beginning with God. Verse 3. All things were made through him. So by the time God was saying, let there be light. By the time God was saying, let the earth bring forth. Let the sun, let the moon. Jesus Christ was present and he was actively involved in the creation story. Without him, nothing was made 
that was made. Now, what does this mean to us? The fact that he existed before the beginning of time. Let me share a scripture with you. If you have good news translation, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 4. So what was he doing in the beginning, before the beginning? What was happening? Good news translation. Look at this wonderful scripture. Even before the world was made, pre-existence of the world, God had already chosen us to be his through our union with Christ so that we would be holy and without fault before him because of his love. Wow. So before he made anything, before he made the world, before he made anything else, the Bible says God had already chosen us to be his. So you are not an afterthought. When Jesus Christ existed long before he even made the world, he thought of you before creating the world. So if he could think of you before creating the world, why are you worried? Why are you troubled? Why are you confused? He had you in mind even before he made the world. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what is happening in your life. Feeling that you are nobody. Feeling that you are nothing. Feeling that you will get nowhere in life. Feeling that all the circumstances of life are against you. You can't understand what is going on in your life. You can't understand what you have been through. You can't understand what you are going through. You don't seem to know where you are going. My brother, my sister, you are not here by accident. He thought of you in his pre-existent state. Before he even made heavens and earth, he had you in mind. He had a plan for your salvation. So you see, this scripture is even showing us that before the fall of man, provision had already been made. He had chosen us to be his through our union with Christ. So that we will be holy and without fault before him. Because of his love. So it is because of his love that we even came to the point of salvation. You know, sometimes we feel that, okay, because we did this and we did this and we did that and we did that and this and that and that. Because my father and my mother were in church. And so naturally, you know, I became used to the things of God and this and that and that. And so when I came to the age of accountability, then I gave my life to Christ. Because of his love. He chose you long before. He only created the opportunity. For you to respond. That is why he says, For by grace are you saved through faith. Not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. Not of works. Lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. This is a great mystery. A great mystery. One songwriter says it beautifully. He said, God of creation. There at the start. Before the beginning of time, with no point of reference, you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light. The pre-existence of the word of God. The pre-existence of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the fact that he predestined you to be saved and to be called his own through your union with Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So if God thought of you in advance, he has made provision for everything that you need to live successfully in this life. That's why the Bible says that he has provided for us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is indeed a word of God. He was there before the beginning. He was there at the beginning and he will be there forevermore. The next point is that at the end of all things, when life comes to an end, when the heavens and the earth shall dissolve, when everything comes to a close in man's history in this world, he would be revealed as the word of God. In Revelation chapter 19, from verse 11 to 14. 
New King James is fine. Revelations 19, verse 11 to 14. Let's see what the Bible says. Now I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he who sat on him was called faithful and true. We'll come to that. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a rope dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And his name is called the Word of God. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. So we see that at the end of all things, Christ would manifest himself as the word of God, as we see in the book of Revelations. So he is not just the author. There at the beginning, there at creation. The Bible says he is the author and the finisher of our faith. You know, it would have been problematic if he were just an author. Then when we begin, we don't know where we are going to end. But he is not just the author, he is the finisher. He is not just the first, he is the last. He is not just the beginning, he is the end. And therefore, whatsoever he has begun to do with you, whatsoever he has begun to do inside of you, we know that he will bring it to a perfect completion. So be encouraged. It doesn't matter what is happening to you now. He is with you, and he will bring you to that desired destination. If you believe it, say amen. Oh, I said if you believe it, say amen. Jesus Christ, the word of God. Now, I want to talk about another interesting aspect of the word of God, which also reveals who Christ is and what Christ does. The creative power of the word of God. The creative power of the word of God. Genesis 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, and God said, and God said, and the word was moving in action. In other words, Jesus Christ was moving to create everything that the Father had determined. The creative power of the word. God said, let the seas bring forth fishes after their own kind. Then all of a sudden it started happening. One day, if God gives us the opportunity to see the creation, it will be wild power. He said, let the earth bring forth cattle after their kind, and this and that. Then all of a sudden, things were happening. He said, let there be light. There was light. God created the sun, the moon, the stars, the sun to rule by day. The moon and the stars to rule by night. The creative power of the word of God. You know, God doesn't even... When you look at Genesis chapter 1, the Bible says, And the Lord God created the heavens and the earth. The Hebrew word for created there is the word bara. And it means to create perfectly out of nothing. You know, we've known that little is much when God is in it, right? And that no matter how little you give to the Lord, He can turn it and use it for something. But let me tell you this. Even beyond that little, He is able to create perfectly out of nothing. So He created the heavens and the earth perfectly out of nothing. Wow. Out of nothing. So he said, okay, give me water and I'll turn it into wine. He can still make wine without the water. That is the creative power of his word. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody said hallelujah. 
We will get to the implications of this creative power very soon. May your faith be stirred up. May your spirit be set on fire. As you receive the creative power of Jesus. As you receive the creative power of the word of God in your life. Hallelujah. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. Hebrews 1 verse 3. New King James is fine. The creative power of the word of God. This is talking about Jesus. He says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. When he himself had purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. I just want you to focus on the bit that says he upholds all things by the word of his power. There are so many mysteries in life. I saw a picture recently on social media. It was a picture of a man who was sitting with his hand under his chin. He said, "Ah, if the world is truly spinning, then why am I still in Nigeria? By now I should have landed somewhere in America or somewhere. But he said, ah. Now when you learn a little bit of science in school and you see that the planets are on some orbit and they are moving around, you say, hey, so how come we don't turn upside down as the world spins? He upholds all things by the word of his power. How come our planet is still surviving? And they say there's some comets coming. There's some meteor coming. And it's going to hit the earth. Y2K. And, this, and we are still here by the grace of God. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Hmm. He upholds all things by the word of his power. Hebrews 11 verse 3. So we are seeing the creative power of the word of God. We are seeing the creative power of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now the Bible says, by faith, we understand that the worlds, worlds, plural. It means that there are many worlds. We understand that the worlds, the visible world, the invisible world, were framed by the word of God. Who is the word of God? Who is the word of God? So the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made, were not made of things which are visible. The worlds were framed by the word of God. Jesus can frame your world. I said Jesus can frame your world. He can frame your future. His creative power is incomparable. He can do it. I said he can do it. Somebody listening to the sound of my voice. I came to tell you that Jesus can create new body parts. The master manufacturer. He can create a new body part. I've heard of some wild, wild testimonies in the last few weeks. And I'm like, hey. I said he can create a new body part. And so if you are believing God for healing in any part of your body, whether it is your eyes, whether it is your brain, whether it is your nose, whether it is your heart, whether it is your liver, whether it is your kidney, our Jesus, he is able to create. I said he is able to create. He is able to create perfectly out of nothing. He is also able to create out of whatever little is even available. If he could turn a valley full of dry bones into a mighty army, then he can turn around your situation. Oh, somebody shout hallelujah. He can create opportunities for you. That's the creative power of the word of God. How? Is there a scriptural basis? Yes. He said he would turn the wilderness into a pool of water. 
He said he will make the crooked path straight. He said he will level the mountains. He will exalt the valleys. He is the one who makes a way where there is no way. He can create opportunities for you. Opportunities to save others. Opportunities to help others. Opportunities to become what he wants you to become. Otherwise, how would Esther have become a queen? To save millions of Jews from annihilation. Who created that? Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Jesus can frame your world. Jesus can create out of nothing. Jesus can create many opportunities for us. Jesus can create the opportunity for us to become all what he has determined for us to become. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The next point, when the word of God became flesh, is interesting. That the Bible says, and the word became flesh. John 1, 14. You can write it down. And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst men. And we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten son of God. Full of grace and truth. When the word became flesh. Or the word incarnate. It's a mystery. Time will not permit us to go into the nitty gritties. But I believe that as the word of God comes forth, the Holy Spirit himself will reveal Jesus to you. The word became flesh. He dwelt amongst men. Apostle John confirmed this in 1 John 1, 2. 1 John 1, 1 and 2. 1 John 1, 1 and 2. This is what Apostle John had to say. He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested. And we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, was manifested to us. The word. So Jesus is word loaded. He is the word. When he speaks, he is just revealing a tiny microscopic aspect of himself. And that single word can do wonders. It can shake the world. It can turn things around. So John said, The word became flesh. We had the privilege of walking with him for real. So the centurion in Matthew chapter 8 verse 8. You know the centurion I believe had a revelation that Jesus is the word of God. Some way, somehow. He had a deep revelation that I believe that only God must have given him. He believed That Jesus was the word of God. And that by Jesus just speaking, he was releasing just a tiny little bit of himself to bring a solution. Because the word is spirit. He said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. So the centurion said, you know what? Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. I don't need the whole word in my house. Only speak a word and my servant will be healed. A word. Release a a tiny little bit of yourself by just opening your mouth. And my servant will be healed. Oh, hallelujah. So Jesus said, healed. Say now, the thing had happened. 
So Jesus said, greatness. Jesus said, you are healed. Jesus said, lifted. Jesus said, delivered. So you don't know. You, you are leaving home. You don't know the danger that is ahead. And because Jesus is sitting on the right hand of the Father, living to make intercession for us, in the morning he just says, delivered. So you don't even know what has happened in the realm of the Spirit. You are delivered. He says, liberated. That situation that is tying you down, within, you are liberated. He said, grow. You begin to grow. Oh my goodness. He said, only speak a word. If Jesus says, revival, something will break. If Jesus said, close, the well should close. The well, the Bible says, it should be folded like a garment. A word. So, brother, my sister, don't take any part of the word of God for granted. In John 6, 68, Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Just one word. Pastor Joe Beecham said, if it's just one word, I'll be satisfied. If it is just one word, my situation will change. So when you sit receiving the word from this pulpit, when you sit to receive the word from the scriptures before you, know that the word is Jesus and he can Turn things around. He's turning things around. He's turning things around. He's turning things around for my good. Oh, hallelujah. He is turning things around with one word. He says breakthrough and you are breaking through. He says healing and you are healed. He says deliverance and you are delivered. Can I receive assistance on the keyboard? He says help and angels are running helter skelter coming to your aid. Oh, hallelujah. He says son, preach. And things will happen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you seeing Jesus? Are you experiencing Jesus right now as the word comes forth? He said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. He said, To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Oh, hallelujah. We are gradually coming to a landing. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The next point is that his word, that is he himself, his promises, they are yea and amen. His word, he himself, his promises, they are yes and amen. Second Corinthians 1 20. Second Corinthians 1.20 For all the promises of God in Him, in Christ, are yes, and in Him, amen. Yes, and in Him, amen. Amen means let it be. So all the promises are yes, and in Him, amen. Yes, and in him, amen. Yes, and in him, amen. Yes, and amen. Let it be. Delay does not mean a denial. When he says yes, no matter how long it will take, no matter what happens, Bishop T.D. Jake says, 
come hell or high water, it shall surely come to pass. And he says, in him they are amen. Let it be. A check, 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 cry. No matter how long it takes, it shall come to pass. Thank you, Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is not like politicians who will say one thing and do another. When he says yes, it is yes. No matter what happens, it will be yes. When he says amen, it is amen. It will happen. It means that Jesus is trustworthy. What has he said about you? Through the written word. What has he reinforced over your life? Through prophecy. Through revelations. He is trustworthy. You can depend on him. Men will fail you. Men will fail you. Men will promise. They will fail. But Jesus. 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 He said, I am coming to your house. He said, Zacchaeus, today, today, I will dine in your house. He wasn't joking. It was not just a loose statement. He knew exactly what he was saying. And he dined with Zacchaeus. And when Zacchaeus had an encounter with grace and truth, Jesus didn't have to tell him anything. He said, Lord, if I have defrauded anybody, I will restore it four times over. He's not lying. The Bible says in Numbers 23, 19, God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Has he said it, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not make it good? He didn't lie to you when he made you that promise that you will be fruitful and you will multiply. He didn't lie to you when he said, I will make a way for you where there is no way. I will make a way for you where there is no way. I'm speaking prophetically to somebody right now. You don't know how your education is going to go. You have school fees ahead of you. But I came to tell you that Jesus said, help is on the way. Help is coming. Help is coming. Help is coming. Oh, if you believe it, shout hallelujah. He is not lying to you. He is trustworthy. His words are true. His words will come to pass. He said, heaven and earth will pass away. But my words will never pass away. Somebody shout hallelujah. God of your promise. You don't speak in vain. No syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. There's too much to say about the word of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's somebody here, under the sound of my voice, you have to go for a review in about two and a half weeks. This is a medical review in about two and a half weeks. You are worried, you are afraid, you are unsure. You don't know what sentence you are going to be given by that report. But hear the word of the Lord. You shall live and not die. You shall live to fulfill the plans and purposes of God for your life. I have seen in this house, I have seen in this church, I have seen in this ministry, God do impossible things. One day some years ago, I had the opportunity to share with our brethren and our papa. And as the word of God came forth, the word of knowledge came forth by the word of the Lord. That means Jesus revealed a tiny little bit of himself. And the word came forth that there was somebody who was going for a breast uh, uh, lump surgery the next day. God said he had healed the person. Nobody even knew. The lady later came back to testify that she was due for a surgery the next day. When she went to the hospital, the lump had vanished. The surgery didn't come on. 
So, you can mix the word with faith. Osophus, one of Osophus' favorite scriptures. The word did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. So mix the word with faith. Embrace the word of God. Embrace Jesus. Oh, you can hear him right now. He says, your future is secure. He said, no matter, look, the the raging storms may come. But he said, I am with you. I will be with you. Through the waters, through the fires, you shall not be consumed. 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 The lions may roar against you. The bulls of Bashan may surround you. But the Lord will deliver you. When David prayed in 2 Samuel 22, he said, I lifted up my voice and I cried to the Lord. And he said, something happened. He said, the Lord flew on the wings of the wind and came to his rescue. He will come and save you. He will come and help you. He will come and deliver you. Oh, shout hallelujah. This is our Jesus. This is our Jesus. This is our Jesus. Let me end on this point. His word. The word of God. The sword. The sword of the spirit. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. I wish we had this translation. I'm not sure we do. The Passion Translation. Beautiful. But I'll read it. For we have the living word of God, which is full of energy. It pierces more sharply than a two-edged sword. It will even penetrate to the very core of our being, where soul and spirit, bone and marrow meet. What does this mean? The joints and the marrow. Do you know where it is? The word can penetrate. Deep there. The word can divide soul and spirit. The word can go down, 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 down to the cell level to deal with things. What does this mean? Dividing asunder, soul and spirit, bone and marrow, intricate places of our lives. The word of God interprets and reveals our true thoughts and the secret motives of our hearts. The little tiny detail of your life, Jesus is interested. The word of God can cover and handle it. I'd like to end here for the sake of time. We have just scratched the surface of Jesus, the word of God. The Holy Spirit will reveal him more and more to you. If you will hold on to this word, something will happen to you. Something will happen to you. If you can rise on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to close your eyes if it's possible. I want you to visualize with your hearts the Lord Jesus Christ. The word of God. Thank you, Jesus. And we are going to worship him. Who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Lift your hands and let's worship Jesus. The word of God. Much less love Beauty endless world. Your presence is heaven to me. That's what we are singing. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Oh, Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Let's take it from the beginning again. Who is like you? Oh, who is like you, Lord, in all the earth? Who is like the word of God? Hallelujah. Much less love and beauty and less worth. If you don't know how to sing, you can sing in tongues. Oh, nothing in this world can satisfy. The word of the Lord is coming out to you wherever you are. Jesus, you are the cup that won't right dry. Come on, let's sing it. Your presence. Your presence. He is visiting you now. You are watching online. Jesus is coming to your room right now. He is about to encounter you. Your presence is heaven. Your presence. Hallelujah. Something is happening.
happening tonight. Something is happening tonight. Something is happening tonight. Next verse. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, The word of the Lord is coming to you right now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Jesus. is arising in your situation. And he rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. Whilst we were worshipping, I saw a white sheet of paper in the hand of a man. And I saw it was written, It is settled. I don't know who this word is for, but I came to tell you that it is settled. Then I saw in the spirit, I saw a womb, an old womb. And the Lord said, the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did it for Sarah. So don't think you are too old. Don't think you are too old. A few weeks ago, we read a testimony 
of God giving a couple a child after 27 years of marriage. You are not too old. You are not too old. You are not too old. Somebody needs to hear this word. It is not over yet. You have been beaten down. It's like when you pick yourself up, then you are hit down again. When you pick yourself up, you are hit down again. But he said, it is not over. Until I say it is over. There's somebody who needs to hear this word. That who is he that saith and it cometh to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. They say you will lose your job. Say thank you very much. Who is he that saith and it cometh to pass? When the Lord commanded it not. Close your eyes. I would love our senior pastor to just release the prayer that is in his bosom. And then we receive our announcements. I knew that God was going to ask me to pray because He wanted to do a miracle for somebody. Lord, we thank you for sending forth your word. I ask for that woman to be given with a seed in the name of Jesus. I ask for that person to be healed of the infirmity in the name of Jesus. I ask for that hopeless individual to be restored to the joy of the Lord in the name of Jesus. Now hear me, Satan, take your hand off. The Lord rebuke you on behalf of his body right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I bless you. Father, I praise you. I thank you that that womb has been repaired. I bless you that that sickness has departed. And I thank you for the restoration of strength to the individual. Oh, we bless your name. We praise you for what you have done, the great things you have done for us tonight through the word Jesus Christ. Be magnified, be glorified all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted, Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. <clears throat>